everybody, and welcome back to the Out To Be podcast. I am your host, Katie Zaccardi, and today I'm really excited because we're going to talk about the 10 steps to a negativity detox. So I'm going to give you my top 10 steps to do a negativity detox. Now, the reason I wanted to do this episode and, and do it now was because on Monday, November 4th, I am hosting a masterclass all around mindset. So this masterclass is the four mindset shifts you need to take in order to manifest your dream artist career. Now you may be wondering, how is that important to really stepping into and building my dream artist career? I don't understand. Well, I personally believe, and I've seen this proven true many times in my clients and just observing the music industry, that what sets people who are struggling apart from people who are successful in the music industry is their mindset. And if you are stuck in a place of negativity and self-doubt and feeling like you're not good enough and feeling like even if you do believe you are good enough, that things come up, right? Every time you try to reach a goal or do a task, stuff comes up that makes you procrastinate or feel bad or question what you're doing or not feel confident in moving forward. So all of these things go back to mindset. Literally in every single one of my clients, they come on and they think, you know, we're going to do all this goal setting and strategy. And we do. Don't get me wrong. We do. But most of the time before we get to that, we have to do some mindset work to overcome the stuff that's holding them back. Because without doing that, it's impossible to actually be successful and reach those goals. I mean, it would take them 10 times longer, right? You could start it, but then you would go three steps forward, five, six five steps back every time because you would be worried about what's going on and you would be dealing with all the limiting beliefs and the stories that you're telling yourself that come up as you try to reach these goals. So that being said, I hope that you can join us for our masterclass on Monday. It's totally free. All you have to do to sign up and grab your spot is to head to bit.ly slash out to be masterclass. And as always, the link will be in the bio or in the description of this episode. And it's in my Instagram bio too. (laughs) Um, And so hope you sign up. There's limited spots available. So if this is interesting to you, and if you just want to learn a little bit more about how you can improve your mindset to better step into your power and really create your dream artist career, then this is perfect for you. Again, this is happening on Monday, November 4th at 8 p.m. Eastern, totally free, totally virtual, and I hope to see you there. All right, so again, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I think this is going to be a great precursor to that masterclass. So before we hop on on Monday and we start talking all about mindset, I want to see how can we take some steps to just get rid of some negativity in our life? How can we take some steps before the masterclass? So this is like a little bit of pre-masterclass homework, honestly, <laughs> if you if you will. Um, so in this, in these 10 steps, we're going to see how we can just make very small changes in our lives to improve the positivity around us, improve the quality of life, and get rid of any negativity that's holding us back. And I think this is a great first step before we dive into some of the deeper work that's necessary around our mindset. So let's get started. Let's jump right in. Number one, clean your room. So step number one, clean your room. Why did I decide to do this? Well, you might have heard Plenty of people say, um, especially Gretchen Rubin, she is a wonderful author who has a book all about this and a podcast where she talks about this. It's called, um, I think it's called The Happiness Project or that's the name of the book, The Happiness Podcast. 
I'm going to go something like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, Should have fact-checked before I started recording, but we're just going to keep rolling. Um, so she talks about the importance of having a tidy room, right? Like if you have clutter around you, then your mind is going to be really cluttered. So if you are in a space, um, and this could be your office as well, like whatever, or your studio, wherever you are spending the bulk of your time, whatever that space is, start with that and clean it up, tidy it up. Get rid of the clutter and get rid of the confusion and mess that's all around you because the more messy your space is, the messier your brain is going to be. And even if you don't see a direct correlation, we can all agree that we feel better when we have like clean and tidy around us, right? Like when your room is all clean and you can like light a candle or and open up a book and you just feel good looking around. It just raises your vibration. So step one, clean your room. No, are you getting rid of like straight negativity around that? I mean, maybe because maybe you'll be throwing out some like bills that you don't want to look at anymore that you already paid or something (laughs) or like a note from an ex-boyfriend that you don't want to see. I'm just kidding. But it's going to help you raise your vibration and get rid of any stress that's coming from looking at the clutter around you. So that is number one. Number two, do a social media cleanse. I'm sure you guys have heard about this before. I mean, it's a simple act of going on your social media. Let's take Instagram, going on your Instagram, looking at who you follow and unfollowing or simply muting people if you can't bring yourself to unfollow them. People who do not bring you joy. If you've seen Marie Kondo's um, tidying up, then you know the concept of this brings me joy. This does not bring me joy. So let's use it here in the social media cleanse. If someone is not bringing you joy, then they should not be on your social media feed because who is on your social media feed and who you are scrolling through looking at every single day makes a huge impact on your mood. And we're going to talk about comparisonitis a little bit in the masterclass. So if comparisonitis is something that you struggle with, then I definitely recommend you tune in for the masterclass. But Social media is such a big place where comparisonitis happens, right? Like you scroll and you see people and honestly, like I'm just going to be fully like transparent here. These might be people that you like. These might be friends or colleagues or, you know, other people in the music industry that you genuinely do like. But for whatever reason, when you look at their profile, you feel like shit. And when you see them posting, you feel like shit. And there's deeper stuff going down (laughs) around that, right? There's deeper stuff happening there that's causing you to do that. But In the meantime, let's just get rid of that problem and unfollow or mute them so that you're not in a constant spiral of negativity and comparisonitis when you scroll on social media. So when you're doing this cleanse, I want you to go to your followers or rather who you're following, scroll through, see if there's anyone who you notice, oh, whenever I see these person's posts, I do not feel good or I don't want to look at their stuff or maybe it is really just I don't even like this person. I'm going to unfollow them. And then take a few minutes to unfollow, or like I said, you can mute the people who you don't want to see. I've even done it where I've muted people's stories, but not muted people's posts. Because I don't mind their posts, and I can scroll past their posts, but their stories really annoyed me. And I would always skip over them. And I, you know, I like the person. I, Like I said, I didn't mind their post, but their stories just drove me nuts. So I just muted their stories. And I'm happier <laughs> and, I, and I don't have to go through the, the nuisance of, you know, tapping past all the stories or swiping past or feeling bad that I don't want to watch. So this is step number two. 
I think it's really important to do this. I know social media can be a whirlwind, but it's really important to clean out, do, and, and curate your feed with people that you want to see. So that's the key here is that I understand, you know, there's social politics. You don't want to unfollow people that you're like supposed to be following, yada, yada, yada. I encourage you to get past that if you can. And luckily the mute button is there to get past that. But either way, this is your place to curate your life. Who do you want to be seeing every day in your life? Do you want to be seeing people who bring you down, who are constantly being negative, who are making you feel bad about yourself? Or do you want to be seeing people who raise your vibration, who make you feel positive, who make you feel motivated and inspired, who give you a laugh, who make you feel happy? I think it's the latter. So if that's the case, let's do the social media cleanse. Let me know how it goes. I hope you don't unfollow me. That would be a very sad end to this podcast. But you know what? If I don't make you happy, then I support you unfollowing me. <laughs> Although I think if you listen to this podcast, hopefully we're, we're past that. But DM me and let me know how it went. All right. So number three is going to be unsubscribe from emails. So if you are the kind of person who maybe has like a trillion emails from stores that you've bought at once in your inbox and a bunch of just spammy newsletters that you don't want to get and you delete every time you get them, take 10 or 20 minutes today to just go through your inbox. And the, the my favorite way to do this is literally just You'll see what comes in your, your inbox, right? Because a lot of these companies, they send emails every day. So just at the end of the day, when you've accumulated all of these emails, instead of deleting them, go in, open up the email, hit unsubscribe, and unsubscribe. This is kind of a silly one, but it really makes a difference because, again, it's, it's very much in the social media cleanse one, right? Like, if we have a bunch of clutter in our inbox and a bunch of stuff that we don't want to see and we're constantly spending time deleting, then it's going to clutter our mind. It's almost like a combination of the social media and the clean your room. Like, we don't want clutter in our inbox. So as silly as it might seem, oh my god, okay, I don't know if you guys can hear that, but I just have to take a second. This car alarm has been going off for like four days straight. It's my neighbor's car and it keeps going off. I'm going to take a second right now, skip ahead to what I'm going to talk about, which is number eight, to let go of any grudges I'm holding on to because I have a grudge against this car. Okay, deep breaths. <sighs> Gonna let go of that negativity. All right. Okay, so I think you get the point. <laughs> We're going to wrap this one up. Unsubscribe from emails. It's going to make you feel better. You're not going to have a clutter of useless emails in your inbox every day. And again, we're just trying to get rid of things that don't serve us, right? Like if, e if you open and read the emails, don't unsubscribe. If you delete them every single time, time and again, or even if they're, you know, um, enabling bad habits like spending and um, impulse spending that you don't want to be doing, then that's also a good cue to unsubscribe. All right, so number four is reevaluate the media you're consuming. So this is really important. Now, I would imagine a lot of the people listening to this podcast are not spending their whole day with like the news on in the background. But in the world that we live, it can be really easy to stay in a place of negativity. I'm going to be honest with you. Watching the news all the time, scrolling through Twitter, in my opinion, <laughs> can be pretty toxic. Um, you know, just consuming or following media or people who are negative. And this kind of, again, goes back to the social media cleanse. Um, and it could go back to the emails too. 
Consider what media you are consuming and reevaluate it. Is this media making you feel like shit? Now, I'm not going to tell you what news you can or can't watch. And I'm not going to tell you not to scroll on Twitter because it can be toxic. It's more about how do you feel when you do this? I know for me, I don't feel good when I watch the news that's on TV. It makes me feel shitty. It makes me annoyed when I don't agree with people or when I think that the stories that they're sharing serve no other purpose but to scare people or to be negative and sad. And I don't like it. So I made the choice to listen to a 15-minute podcast. Um, It's an NPR podcast. I find it relatively non-biased. And I do that because I just do that in the morning. I get my facts. I get my dose of news so that I'm in the loop. And I don't spend the rest of my day or, you know, come home in the evening and raise my cortisol by getting angry watching any of the news programs that are on. Now, that's my personal example and preference. You might not be bothered by that, and that's totally okay. But I'm sharing that example because you all, you might relate or you might find something in your life that you do recognize kind of falls into this pattern. It could be a TV show. Like I said, it could be news. It could be anything in the media type um, that you're consuming that really does not make you feel good. And again, it could be a social media platform as well. So again, my personal example is I do not use Twitter anymore because every time I would log on to Twitter, it would just be like sad news and and satires of sad news. And for me, and then just people just being negative. And I get that that's a, you know, that's a mood, that's a vibe. It's funny. I get it. I've been there before, trust me. But personally, I've made the choice to just move past that in my life. And I don't find joy from that. I just don't. It makes me feel more annoyed and more, I mean, not upset, but just frustrated than I do feeling happy or funny. You know what I mean? I Again, I understand that a lot of people can look at that and they get a laugh or they feel community and things like that. So it's not about the actual platform or the examples I'm giving here. It's about where do you notice that you're getting these feelings and where can you change that? Is there, you know, different TV shows you could be watching? I even stopped watching Shameless. Like, I had been watching Shameless back in college, and I stopped watching it because I was like, damn, this show just does not make me feel good. Or maybe it's a podcast that you're listening to, and you're like, ah, I feel like I want to, um, I've done this too, actually. (laughs) There was one podcast where the information and the guests that the, um, host was interviewing were really good, and I liked the I liked the context. I liked what was happening um, and I liked the content, but I could not stand the host. So I ended up unsubscribing and the truth is I don't miss it. Like I really don't think about it that often. So it can be hard to, to let go of some of these things that we feel like we need to be a part of, right? FOMO is real. But I encourage you to take a look. Maybe there's one or two things that you notice are causing you more harm than good, more negative feelings than positive ones, and see if you can either wean off of them or simply just let them go entirely. I promise you it'll change things. And it'll literally just change things because you won't be getting annoyed every five seconds that you're on the app or listening to the podcast or watching the news. And getting that time back and getting that, you know, negativity or letting go of that negativity, rather, is going to make a big change, even though it might seem small. Okay, so let's move on to number five, which is very much in the same vein of everything we've been talking about. But it's consider who you're surrounding yourself with. So we've talked about social media, we've talked about emails, we've talked about the media you're consuming. Now let's talk about 
the in-person. Who are you surrounding yourself with? And obviously this can this can also qualify as who you're texting and FaceTiming and, you know, all that stuff. But who are you spending your time with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? I know that especially as a musician, it can be hard and sometimes we run into problems with people who are close to us, even family and friends who who have our best interest in mind and want to protect us but are a little bit wary of the music career. Let me know if you relate to this. Please shoot me a DM if you relate to this. But that being said, it's not an excuse to let these people trample all over our life and make us feel really negative. Now, I'm not suggesting that you have people for sure who are doing this, and I'm not suggesting that they are people who are close to you. But if that's the case, so we're going to break this down into two parts. Evaluate, you know, the close people who might not be in support of your music career and who are making you feel bad about it. I don't know that you necessarily need to cut these people out of your life entirely, but I do think it's really important to set boundaries with these people. So if you do have people who are doing that, who are making you feel bad, who make you doubt what you're doing, who pass passive aggressive comments every now and then about, you know, you doing music and make you feel bad about it. Now is the time to set boundaries with these people and to tell them that what they say does not make you feel good. You don't want to talk about it. You don't want that negativity in your life. And to simply ask them, and in my experience, this has been the best way to go about it, is to just ask them, look, I don't need your support, but I need your respect. And that being said, I don't feel comfortable talking about this with you, and it would mean a lot to me if you could refrain from, like, saying this or doing that or whatever it is that's really causing the problem. So that way you're not, you know, cutting your mom or your sister or whatever out of your life for judging you or for making you feel bad about your music career, but you're setting a boundary so that you're not letting that negativity in. You will not stand for letting that negativity in. And of course, this can apply to any other thing. Sometimes this happens with, you know, politics or just specific, um, specific topics or things or life events that other people might harp on that you just want to move past. So whatever it is, whatever boundary it is that you need to set, feel free to set that now. Have that somewhat tough conversation. I know it can be tough to have that, you know, confrontation, but in the long run, it's so much better to just say your piece instead of walking away from talking to that person every time, feeling annoyed, but feeling like you're stuck with them. So now the kind of second part of this is going to be, who are you surrounding yourself with that actually you can let go of and you want to let go of? Maybe there are friends who you notice you feel really terrible with terrible every time you hang out with them or people um friends or or family or acquaintances or co-workers that when you talk to them you always come away feeling like ugh, just no I feel slimy I don't feel good <laughs> whatever it might be who are you surrounding yourself with and can you set boundaries there or even just kind of phase out of your friendship with them Can you let them go? Do you need to be hanging out with them? Do you need to be hanging out with them as much? Do you need to be talking to them? Do you need to be talking to them as much? Obviously, we get into the politics of humanity here, right? We can't just drop people. We don't want to just ghost people. We want to give people self-respect. But you also need to do what you need to do in order to protect your energy and make sure that you're spending time with people, like we talked about earlier, who really lift you up and who make you feel positive. Now, this also goes to who you're spending your time with in the in the vein of 
success. Are you spending your time with people who have settled for less than what you want? Are you spending your time with people who are really negative all the time and maybe musician, other musicians who are just constantly saying, you know, there's no money in the music industry. This is so hard. Being a musician is so hard. Oh, it's so annoying. We're never going to make it. It's going to be so hard. Oh my God, that person, they must have done this to get what they want. You don't just get that that easily. They're not that talented anyway. Does any of this resonate with you? Do you have like a friend or, you know, maybe a co-writer or someone who is this negative Nancy person? You don't need them. I'm telling you now, you do not need this person. In order to up-level and to move forward in your career, you need to be surrounding yourself with people who are at a higher level. So just take inventory of who you're spending your time with, who you're surrounded by, and see if you can up-level. So again, it's not even about letting people go. I really do think that eventually, you know, if it's meant to be a friendship or a relationship, it'll work out and it'll show itself. Or if it's not meant to be, it'll fizzle out and you won't have to go through a whole big drama. That's absolutely not what we are trying to do here. So a great way to start with this, you know, aside from setting those boundaries where necessary, is to surround yourself by people who do lift you up, who are a few steps ahead of you, who can inspire you without making you feel bad. And by doing that, everything will start to fall into place and you'll begin to shift and really really feel aligned with where you're spending your time and energy and where you're not. All right, so number six, let go of bad habits you know you want to kick. So you might be thinking, okay, this particular thing comes to mind. (laughs) Like I know there's this bad habit that I want to kick and I just haven't done it. And now I'm not telling you kick kick all the bad habits that you're doing. I'm talking about whatever it is that you want to get rid of, you know deep down you want to get rid of, or you know deep down you've tried to do it and you you can't, you're not ready, but you ultimately don't want to live your life with this bad habit. This could be anything like not drinking water, drinking too much coffee, you know, not sleeping well, anything simple, more, I don't know, maybe you you like eat too much junk food and you eat like 12 cupcakes a day. I don't, I don't know what you do. Maybe you just don't answer your text messages and then you feel bad when you leave people hanging. Who the heck knows what it is? But if there's one bad habit that comes to mind when I say this, that you know you want to let go of, now is your opportunity. I give you that encouragement. I give you that permission. Let go of it. Wean yourself off if you have to, especially if it's coffee. We don't want you to um, have, you know, coffee hangover but (laughs) but do what you can to let go of that habit once and for all if you know it's not serving you and you know you don't want it in your life this is your chance negativity detox get rid of it tip number seven or step number seven is to add in a gratitude practice now this was important for me to say because I don't want this whole episode and this whole detox, as we're calling it, to be just like, get rid of this, get rid of that. You know, a lot of just approaching life, we don't want to be subtracting things all the time. We don't want to be restricting ourselves all the time. That's not what life is about. But we want to add things in. Now, for the purposes of this episode, obviously, it's going to be a little bit more of like cleaning out and and whatnot. But really, all the things I've said so far, it's not even about cleaning out or or restricting because I don't want you to restrict anything that makes you feel good. That would be dumb. So <laughs> it's more about making very conscious choice about what you're letting into your life. 
And one thing that we can add into our lives that really makes a difference and helps bring all of this together and be in touch with what does bring us that happiness and joy, it, and joy is adding in a gratitude practice. So a gratitude practice can be so, so simple. It can be waking up and immediately when you wake up, you say th- three things that you're grateful for. It can be a journaling practice where you, every morning or every night you journal about some things that you are grateful for. It can be, you know, at one time per day you text one person and tell them that you're grateful for them. Or you do one thing to show someone that you're grateful for them. It could be any combination of these things. There's no right or wrong way to do a gratitude practice, but simply being mindful about your gratitude and taking stock and taking note of what you're grateful for each day works wonders. Now, I've actually, um, as an aside, I've had this help with anxiety as well. I know a lot of times when I'll be feeling kind of anxious, it helps me to take a second, take a few deep breaths and just check in with what I'm grateful for. Because especially when we're stuck in a spiral of negativity, we're not thinking about the things that we're grateful for, right? We're only thinking about the negatives and it's really easy to keep going and going and going with everything that can go wrong and everything that has gone wrong and why should I be thinking about any of the positives because if that doesn't matter, these negatives greatly outweigh them. But the reality is that's not true. So by shifting your focus, shifting your perspective and adding in a daily gratitude practice and definitely adding in a gratitude practice when you notice that you're feeling extra negative, it can be really helpful to just change your perspective, to at least acknowledge, all right, not everything in my life is going wrong. Like, let me find five or 10 things that I can be grateful for right now. It'll help to raise those vibrations and put you in a different state of mind so you can move forward in a positive way and not a negative way. So that is one of my favorite and very simple things you can do to help change your mood and change your outlook on life in general, honestly. Number eight is to let go of any grudges that you're holding on to. So in the same vein of who you're grateful for, you might be holding some grudges. You might be angry at people or things that happen. And let's see if we can write a list of maybe 10 or so things that you are letting go of. And this doesn't even have to be recent things. But I want you to take out a journal and write out a list of 10 grudges or 10 things that you're holding on to that you can let go. And in order to let go of them, you might be able to really do that work internally of just sitting with it and thinking about it and, you know, saying, I don't need this anymore. Like, I don't want to hold on to this. Because really, what is a grudge? It's just you choosing to hold on to something. People, people may do bad things. People do do bad things. But how you react to those things is your choice. And if you are still holding on to something, that grudge may be causing you more stress than the thing that actually happened. So what can you make peace with? What can you let go of? Who can you forgive? This one is a little bit heftier and uh, it's, you know, takes a little bit more self-reflection. But see if you can pull out a journal, pick five to ten things that come to mind And slowly start to work through these. See where you can let go of grudges and where you can really start to forgive people. I'm not saying this is easy. This is probably one of the hardest ones on this list. But it's also going to be the most impactful. Because if you're not walking around every day with resentment and grudges and feeling angry at someone, even if it's not something that you're thinking about consciously, 
this stuff, it weighs on us. And so letting it go is such a big step. And it's also going to help make you feel better and make you feel like you can deal with situations day to day better because you're not worried about holding on to that thing that happened five years ago. Number nine is going to be add in more sleep. So I've talked about the importance of sleep so many times, but sleep is important. There we go. (laughs) And if you are sleep deprived, you're not going to be able to deal with these situations like we were just talking about with grace, with positivity, with calmness. You're most likely going to deal with them with anger and frustration and you're going to be short and you're going to have way less um, tolerance for whatever the heck is happening. So adding in more sleep will just make you more positive person overall because you're going to be feeling rested. You're going to be feeling good. Whereas getting, you know, if you're not getting enough sleep right now, which I, I don't know how many hours of sleep you get, but even if you feel like you're getting what they say, like let's say you're getting seven hours, but you're still waking up tired, push it. Increase it to seven and a half. Increase it to eight. Keep adding in more sleep until you really feel like when you wake up, you feel rested. I... I always like to say that because I'm a person who needs nine to nine and a half hours of sleep to feel rested. But, you know, normal people and doctors and television, whoever you're listening to, everyone says, you you know, adults need like seven to eight hours, maybe nine, but it's really like seven to eight. And so when we, when we get seven hours, like if I got seven hours of sleep, I would not feel rested. Um, but since that's what sometimes we're being told, we feel like it's okay. But you need to listen to your body here and notice how you feel based on how much sleep you get. Now, obviously, there's some people who when they get too much sleep, it also backfires. So it's really about figuring out what works for you. And once you find that, try to commit to that the best that you can. Because the less sleep we get, the crankier we're going to be and the way, way easier it's going to be to be negative or to simply just cause negative situations or or react to things in a way that we don't want to react to them because we have way less tolerance, way less patience, and we are way less calm due to the lack of sleep. Okay, we've made it to number 10. So number 10 is do something every day for you. So up until this point, we've mostly been talking about you know, letting things go, releasing things, cleaning some stuff up, being mindful. But this one is really important because why would you be positive if you're not doing anything in your whole day for you? Now, you may think music is for me. Music is what I love. But music is also a job in some ways. You know, if you're here and if you consider yourself a music entrepreneur and you want to be an artist, music is a job. And so that's great. And I encourage people to do jobs that they love. I am certainly doing that. I've crafted a life where I can do that. But do something outside of that every day for you. So this could be different every day. And it might be something like reading a book. It could be something like watching TV or going to yoga or talking with a friend. There's an endless amount of things that can do, right? Figure out what you like to do who you like to talk to, how you like to decompress, and make sure that every day you are spending some time to do that. It doesn't even have to be a lot of time. It could be five minutes. But it's really important to have this in your life because it, otherwise you're, it's, it becomes a lot easier to lose track of what's important. And it becomes a lot easier to fall into a spiral of negativity and a thought pattern that you don't really want to be in. 
And so by doing something every day for you, you'll have time to be in touch with yourself, to really recognize how you're really feeling. And it's kind of like a checkpoint. Like, what do I need right now? What do I need to fill myself back up? Or am I feeling really, really full right now? Can I serve someone else? Can I help someone else coming from this place? So do something every day for you. That is number 10, and that is how we're going to wrap up our 10 steps to do a negativity detox. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please let me know what your favorite part was. Screenshot it if you're listening on your phone. Screenshot this episode and post it on Instagram and tag me. I would love to see if you're listening. And if you think it's helpful, feel free to share it with anyone else you believe it could help. So I am so excited for our masterclass on Monday. I hope you'll be joining us. Again, the link to join is bit.ly slash out to be masterclass. And the link will be in the description as always. And it was so much fun hanging out with you today. Let me know what your favorite part of this detox was and how it's going for you once you start to implement it. And otherwise, I cannot wait to see you all on Monday during our Mindset Masterclass. Get ready to up-level your life and your freaking music career. We're doing it. Okay, have a great day, everyone. (laughs) 